the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Together for Good, brought to you by Baptist Health Foundation of San Antonio. Together for Good exists to recognize and uplift the many people working together for the good of San Antonio and the surrounding communities. Now here's the host of Together for Good, Cody Knowlton. Hello, everyone. So glad you can join us today for Together for Good. Together for Good is brought to you by Baptist Health Foundation of San Antonio. Baptist Health Foundation exists to honor our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and our Baptist heritage by providing needed funds for health-related programs at area nonprofits and churches. This year, BHFSA has a focus verse, which is from 1 Peter 4.11. It reads, If anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks of the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength that God provides, so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. And to him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. Well, one organization that is serving well and speaking the name of God in everything they do is the Salvation Army. And today we are honored to have Captain Josh Robinette of the Salvation Army in the studio with us. Josh was commissioned as a Salvation Army officer and ordained as a minister of the gospel in 2010. He has served as a Salvation Army officer for 12 years, including as area commander in northwest Arkansas. He currently serves as the area commander of the Salvation Army of San Antonio, where he has been for almost a year. And just a little point of interest, um, the Baptist Health Foundation has had a a strong relationship with Salvation Army since 2014, and we make grants to them. So we know the Salvation Army well. And so, uh, Josh, welcome. We're glad you're here today. Yeah, thank you. Uh, My privilege and looking forward to this conversation. Well, it's going to be good. It's going to be good and educational and informative for the community. So the Salvation Army has been around for 150 years, and we won't. Uh, ask you to recount the entire 150-year history, or we'd be here a little long, but uh, can you give us a short overview of the organization? Yeah, so it's actually a little older than 150 years. Back in 1865, a Methodist minister by the name of William Booth saw a need out on the east end of London. Uh, Those who were living on the streets, those who were living in poverty, he saw an opportunity to take the gospel to them, and so he went out, started the street ministry, preaching the gospel, trying to get folks saved. And when he did so, he encountered some problems. Uh, And and I'm paraphrasing here, but Booth would say something to this effect, that the growls of the bellies of individuals, because of their hunger, was so loud they couldn't hear the call of the gospel. So he decided, if I can help the man on the outside, if I can put food in his belly, give the man an education, then maybe I can help them uh, spiritually as well preaching the gospel of Jesus. And uh, today, some 150-plus years down the road, the Salvation Army is in uh, over 130 countries and serving in a number of different capacities, fulfilling its mission of preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ and meeting human needs in his name. Tremendous mission. Tremendous mission. Doing such powerful work. So, so glad uh, you're a part of that organization. How did you come to the Salvation Army? What's your connection in? Well, that's a good question. Uh, I, I grew up in Odessa, Texas, so native Texan here. 
you mentioned I was in Northwest Arkansas uh, for uh, a n- number of years, probably in the, my, my early childhood. Uh, my dad was an alcoholic. Mom was about 10 years younger than he was. Um, dad's alcoholism got really bad. He became abusive. Uh, by the time I was about five or six, my, my mom had two other kids, so I was um, one of three. And um, his abuse got so bad that uh, she mustered up enough courage and she left him. Okay? She had no education, uh, no experience in the workforce, and now she's out trying to raise three boys on her own. As a result, we grew up in, in poverty. Uh, but the silver lining there is is that we encountered the ministry of the Salvation Army in Odessa, Texas, where we found not just help with, hey, here's this food pantry. This will get you through the rest of the month. Um, but we found people who were doing that very thing that we talked about, preaching the gospel. Uh, I got saved through the ministry of the Salvation Army there. There were youth programs in place. I found mentors there. And um, so that was my introduction to the Army as I gotten older. Um, and started a career. I was doing sales for Xerox there in the middle of Odessa area and uh, felt a, a call of God to do something different. And what made sense was my past. What made sense was the Salvation Army. And so I pursued a career as a Salvation Army officer as fulfilling a calling um, in large part due to the impact they had on my own life. Yeah, so I guess it's easy to say your passion, uh, or you're a lot more passionate about the Salvation Army than you probably ever were about Xerox. Oh, you betcha, yeah. Uh, you know, you're still, I don't want to use the term selling, but I, I am, I do have a message that I'm trying to get to the world for people to buy into something that is of great value, and that's the gospel message of Christ. Uh, we just celebrated his resurrection this past Easter Sunday, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah, very passionate about that. Wow. That's great. Well, most people are are probably slightly familiar with the Salvation Army. I think it's a a brand that people recognize. Yeah, Salvation Army. I'm not sure they really understand what y'all do. I mean, we we see the kettles out front of malls. Uh, Perhaps at the Dallas Cowboys game, you see a lot of emphasis on Salvation Army. But uh, what are some some services, uh, kind of boots on the ground that y'all provide that, that really most people don't even realize you're doing? Sure. I would say the first one that comes to mind are church services. Most people, when you think of the Salvation Army, you're not thinking, hey, I'm going to go to church on Sunday. Uh, As William Booth started his ministry and people started to get saved, his goal was to kind of get them plugged into a local church. Uh, But naturally, they they wanted to sit under his ministry, and eventually they started having their own congregations, and it really spread. So we have local congregations where people worship every Sunday morning. We have uh, three of them here in San Antonio and one in New Braunfels, actually. So that's the first thing. Uh, Outside of that, a lot of folks don't know the work that the Army's doing internationally. Uh, In some places, we have children's homes, hospitals. Uh, lots of great work happening internationally on the Savage Army's behalf. Here locally, folks may not realize that we actually have a couple of homeless shelters, uh, one that serves single men, another that serves single women, and also intact families. We have a Boys and Girls Club, programs for seniors, a whole wide array of social service programs that are intended to meet some of the emergency basic needs that individuals have right here in San Antonio. So th- those are probably a handful of items that people don't realize that the Salvation Army is doing right in their own backyard. Wow. 
Wow. Well, you and your wife, uh, Ashley Robinette, uh, she's also a captain, has a similar title. So so tell us more about uh, the titles and kind of how those go hand in glove with, with a spouse. Well, that's an, that's an interesting question. So the so the Salvation Army, the way it operates, at least in, in the United States, Salvation Army officers that are married, both are ordained ministers, both uh, hold a similar title. Um, we're both captains, so you got this military, uh, quasi-military jargon that we use to talk about our, our titles. Um, but here locally, like I'm the area commander of the Salvation Army in San Antonio, and my wife is the area commander. And so there's an egalitarian approach to leadership that the, the Salvation Army has. And so another reason why we do that is the Salvation Army often moves us. You mentioned I've been here almost a year. Um, this is my fifth or sixth appointment with the Salvation Army in various communities that we've served. So um, because of that, we both hold a title. We both have responsibilities within the ministry. And uh, then it's up to us to kind of divvy those responsibilities up based on each of our own giftings. That's interesting. That, that's very interesting. Uh, now that you've been in San Antonio for a while, have you noticed any unique challenges faced in our area? Yeah, that's, a, that's a good question. I, I, you know, I think the first thing you notice, uh, particularly in the work that we do, is the amount of uh, homelessness that we see within the community. Um, and San Antonio is not unique in that it has homelessness. Uh, it's not unique in the sense that I think one of the major contributors to homelessness is a housing issue that we have across this country. So it's not unique, but you definitely see that there's a need here. I think one of the things that I might say is somewhat unique for San Antonio, at least compared to other communities that I've been in, is the sheer size of San Antonio. Seventh largest city in the U.S. Uh, geographically, I mean, it is widespread. What I have noticed um, just in my short amount of time here is that the need and poverty in other communities have been really concentrated. And what I've seen in San Antonio, it's more spread out than what I'm used to seeing in other communities, which can pose a huge challenge to organizations like the Salvation Army who are trying to meet these needs. So we have some ideas, and we're working on some strategic plans on how we might be able to address the, I guess, I guess how far spread out the the need is here in San Antonio. Right. Is y'all's spread, if you will, uh, just in San Antonio, or is your area outside San Antonio? How far out does your command? center go. Yeah, so we we oversee all of all of San Antonio and the New Braunfels area. Okay. So th- those are the areas, but even within San Antonio, uh, so one of the, the ideas that we're we're kind of kicking around right now is developing what we're calling a decentralized model of service. Instead of having one central location where people are coming to us, we're kicking around the idea, what if we go to them? We need we have some satellite locations sort of positioned within the city. How do we leverage those to meet the needs of those individuals who are living out in those other areas. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of those those services and those programs, uh, tell us a little more about those programs. I know there's veteran services and you've got your shelters and your senior centers. So tell us a little more about those. Yeah, uh, we actually have three senior nutrition programs that are in operation here in San Antonio, one in South San Antonio and a couple that are more centralized. Uh, and those programs are designed to meet a, a variety of needs, not just a nutritional needs, but also 
also the need of what we might call the social need and that seniors have to combat loneliness. And uh, we have some wonderful programs that are happening. We have such an amazing staff that really care about the mission and the people that we serve. And it's just a joy to go in and, and visit with those seniors. Uh, a lot of folks may not realize that we actually have a Boys and Girls Club here in San Antonio. It's the Peacock Boys and Girls Club. And uh, the Peacock Center, actually, the Army came about having this program and this property. I'm not sure if you're familiar with the, the old Peacock Military Academy uh, near Woodlawn Lake. Ooh. I bet you some of your listeners, especially yeah, I a should know since, where that is. I grew up near there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, this military academy was gifted to the Salvation Army some years ago, and the Army has u- turned it into a place of service where we're servicing uh, youth and servicing uh, seniors through a nut- nutrition program that we have in that area as well. So, and we have about fifty to sixty kids that on every day, or I guess on a daily average, are coming into the Salvation Army Boys and Girls Club. They're having the same kind of mentors that I had when I was a young person, and um, good good work that's happening there. Mm-hmm. So then, are, is that Boys and Girls Club a part of the Boys and Girls Club system in America, or it it is? So, and this was a learning curve for me when I got here because we have the Boys and Girls Club of San Antonio. You mm-hmm. have the, the Salvation Army Boys and Girls Club. There's also a military Boys and Girls Club. So you have actually have three Boys and Girls Club organizations in San Antonio that are under the umbrella of the Boys and Girls Club of America. Okay, interesting. It is an interesting. Yeah, um, I'm still figuring it out. To I be bet honest you with are. You. <laughs> Well, uh, certainly the part that, that the Baptist Health Foundation knows uh, a lot about, and that is your disaster response and preparedness area. So uh, tell us more about uh, what you do in the disaster response area. Yeah, so the Salvation Army's primary focus, there's two two prongs, I'd say, in terms of disaster services that the Salvation Army fits a niche really well, and that's feeding people, uh, providing food and hydration to victims of natural disasters, also those who are there serving those who've been impacted, but also the emotional, spiritual care component that the Salvation Army provides to come alongside individuals who are in a moment of crisis and to be the hands and feet and sometimes the ears of Jesus, uh, listening and offering prayer and emotional and spiritual support during those times of disaster. Here locally, we have a a big canteen, I'm going to call it, it's a commercial kitchen on wheels. And it can provide, it can, it can it has the capacity to prepare thousands of meals uh, on the go. This resource is, is incredible. It gets, it gets deployed any time that there's any major disaster. One example, and you might not think this is a disaster, but the Uvalde uh, school shooting that happened last year. Right. That canteen was deployed along with a team who went out there to serve meals. And provide hydration, but also that emotional, spiritual care component that the Salvation Army provides. They were there during uh, that that time. So we have that big canteen that we take out. We serve meals. Um, we also uh, have a couple of uh, locally, we call them rapid response units. So our canteen, if you saw it, it's, it's massive. So it's hard to get in and out of neighborhoods if a tornado has been ripped through there and you have power lines down, trees down, etc., so these RRUs are rapid response units, smaller units that can get into those neighborhoods and get to the people that need us. 
uh, oftentimes they're they're filled with drinks, food, and then uh, a pair of individuals who are there to to serve and again meet those emotional spiritual care needs. Wow. In wow. some cases, the the army's disaster response is prolonged depending on the amount of funding that's received and um, there's there's a lot of different things we could talk about in terms of long-term recovery right yeah i was going to ask you regarding the rob elementary shooting how long was your canteen there yeah i know they were there for a good week uh our team actually so i had not moved here to san antonio at the time when the the uh, tragedy occurred um, and p- previous leadership had been out there with the team serving. Uh, when we arrived, I know some three months after, our team was still going out visiting folks. Uh, coming up on a one-year anniversary, the team is planning to go back out there and, and support them. And, and we've, b- we've been providing ongoing support this pa- throughout this past year, uh, visiting with those families that we connected with, uh, making sure that they had some of those basic needs that they have met. On top of the emotional spiritual care, right? When when the canteen goes out, uh, Captain Robinette, is is it uh, staffed by paid uh, employees or by volunteers or both? Both, okay. both. Actually, so one of the and I'm very excited about this. Uh, our disaster program. We just hired an emergency services manager. And we have a very ambitious goal to develop a team or actually five teams of five volunteers that uh, are going to be trained on the canteen that can be deployed anytime there's disaster. We're going to have opportunities once a month that we're going to take this canteen out and we're going to serve individuals who are experiencing homelessness. But this team of volunteers, this is we're going to get their training. So that way, if we're called to go, let's say, to Louisiana to a, a response to a flood or a hurricane, we have a team of volunteers that are ready to go with us. Yeah, that's good. That's good. That's good readiness for the inevitable. That's yeah. right. <clears throat> well, if you just recently uh, tuned into our episode today, uh, this is Together for Good. It's brought to you by Baptist Health Foundation of San Antonio. I'm your host, Cody Knowlton, and today's guest is Captain Josh Robinette, and he is the area commander of the Salvation Army. Uh, Josh has been sharing with us about the, the manifold work the Salvation Army does in our community and around the world, and so let's, let's keep this conversation going. Uh, so one thing that comes to mind is uh, the Red Cross does wonderful work as well, and uh, Texas Baptist Men, we're familiar with that organization as well. Uh, tell us the differences, I guess, between what y'all do and, say, what the Red Cross does. Yeah, that's a good question. There there are more similarities than there are differences. Mm-hmm. Um, and as such, it requires us to partner well together. So um, oftentimes you'll see in a, let's say, a tornado Uh, The Red Cross will often come in and set up the emergency shelter during that time, and they run the shelters. The Salvation Army typically does the feeding. The Baptist men, you mentioned them, they typically do the cooking. And they'll do the cooking in some of their big field kitchen units, and the Salvation Army will be the ones to take those meals, take them to the shelters and serve there or into the neighborhoods. And so um, that's probably one way in which we kind of uh, differentiate our services. We kind of found out what we do really well, what they do really well, and decided, hey, for the most part, they're focusing in this area and and we'll focus in on this area. But the biggest difference between the two organizations has to do with the emotional and spiritual care that is a focus. In fact, if you look at the – every disaster organization has 
operates off of what's called an incident command system, and they have positions within the incident command structure. Every one of those are the same. Local emergency management, Red Cross, Salvation Army. However, the Salvation Army has one additional position on that incident command structure, and it's an emotional spiritual care position. Because we want to make sure that we're fulfilling what our mission is, and that is to not just provide for physical needs, but to also provide for those spiritual and emotional needs that individuals have. Absolutely. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. Um, You mentioned just this a minute ago about the canteen, but what other volunteer opportunities are available uh, for our listeners, Uh, people that would want to get involved with Salvation Army, maybe have uh, some time on their hands, whether they're retired, uh, older, or maybe uh, just uh, are are working currently and want to help with your mission? Where, Where could they plug in? Yeah, there are several places to plug in. Um, beginning first, we'll, we'll say with our, our shelters. Um, so we have opportunities to come for individuals and churches and, and families to come in and to serve meals, help prepare meals and serve meals to those who are experiencing homelessness. Uh, oftentimes we're looking for individuals who might want to come in and teach a financial literacy class. So if you have a certain skill set around that, uh, we're, we're always looking to try to f- add value to our services that we don't typically provide and it and it often comes through volunteers and through other partnerships and those are some of the ways um you can volunteer in our senior nutrition programs and let me tell you on tuesdays and thursdays when they're calling bingo and if you volunteer one time in that program (laughs) you're going to want to come back because they have so much fun and just coming and spending time with the seniors it's it's really really rewarding we have opportunities to volunteer in a boys and girls club you know, you want to make an impact on the life of an individual that can change the trajectory of their future, serve in our Boys and Girls Club. And we desperately need volunteers uh, to come in and help with that piece there. Um, our food pantries, we have food pantries scattered throughout uh, San Antonio and coming in, helping organize and fill bags. We often have food distributions uh, that are scheduled. And if individuals are interested in, in volunteering, you know, they just simply need to go to SalvationArmySanAntonio.org. And all of those volunteers' opportunities should be posted on our website. And there are tons and tons of opportunities for people. And and I would also say this. Hey, if you have something stirring in your belly, let's say, I want to serve in this way, and it may not be fitting any one of these categories, reach out to us. Because it's not uncommon. Um, and I'll give you an example. We had someone who provided Easter eggs for our children in the shelter. Right? Or we'll have someone come in and volunteer to be Santa Claus or something along that those lines. So think outside the box. We have tons of opportunities. Not always just financial donations, but other creative Absolutely. ways. Absolutely. Well. Yeah. 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 Uh, do you have any stories that you can share with us to really help us visualize the services that you provide to the community? Hmm. I, I have a lot of stories. Hmm. Um, I think one that, that comes to mind um, – we had uh, some programs that we were providing for, for youth, and, and one family in particular comes to mind, a single dad, usually single moms, but in this case it was a single dad. Um, he had three kids who were regularly attending the youth uh, programs that we had. And uh, dad comes to me, and he drops off the kids uh, one day, and he comes to me, and he says, hey, we're having some issues with the oldest kid. His name was Nicholas. He said uh, he's he's been stealing, and um, would you would you mind talking to him? 
Sure, not a problem. So before programs start, I pulled Nicholas aside and said, hey, Nicholas, hey, Dad told me you were taking some things that uh, you probably shouldn't have been taking. Um, what's going on? And Nicholas looked up at me, and I kid you not, here's what his answer was. He's been stealing food out of the refrigerator. Mm. For me and my kids, we call that getting a snack. Right. Right? What that did, it pressed upon me the important work that we do. And when we have these kids who are coming in, this may be the only meal that they have. That's right. Resources are tight. We're living in a time when inflation is high. And so the work the Army's doing, is, it's, it's so very important. Mm -hmm. Right? And that, that's just one story. Yeah. Yeah, boy, and that really uh, sums up what y'all do. I mean, that is boots on the ground. I mean, I, I love that y'all are an army because you really are boots on the ground. Absolutely, and, and we're appreciative of what y'all do as an organization, and appreciative of your leadership, and and that you're here from Northwest Arkansas. And we hope you're here for a long time, but uh, we'll we'll keep you here as long as we can because I think you're doing a great job, and hope you'll pass uh, our best on to Ashley and the rest of your crew at the, at the army. But thank you so much for all you do. And uh, I'd like to pray with you before we close uh, today. And uh, let me just uh, lift up the Salvation Army. Thank you. Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for the Salvation Army for its over 150 years of, of service uh, to the community and to you uh, through their mission. And so we just pray for them, pray for their leadership, pray for their organization uh, and the people that need their services. And, Lord, we're just grateful that they're there when disasters strike and uh, so grateful that they've got the resources to respond effectively. So uh, we just pray for the Salvation Army and for Captain Robinette and all that he does. We love you in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Well, Josh, we're, we're really appreciative you came in today to share with us about uh, the work that you're doing at the Salvation Army. Uh, Salvation Army has been so faithful for so many years in providing God's love and care to his people, and we thank you for being a part of that. Listeners, thank you for tuning in today uh, to our show. We're always glad uh, that you've joined us on Together for Good. You can catch our episodes anywhere you get your podcast or by visiting Baptist Health Foundation of San Antonio's website. That's bhfsa.org slash together for good. I'll repeat that, bhfsa.org slash together for good. We'll be back next week with another great conversation about health matters and the work of our nonprofits in our area. And SalvationArmySanAntonio.com. That was your .org. .org. I should have known that. .org is your website. Uh, so if you need uh, to make a donation or volunteer opportunities, go to SalvationArmySanAntonio.org. Uh, and again, we'll be back next week for another wonderful conversation with another nonprofit on Together for Good. Uh, God bless each and every one of you, and have a great rest of your week. Thank you for tuning in today for Together for Good. We hope you've been encouraged, uplifted, and inspired. Until our next time together, may the Lord bless and keep you. And in all things, to God be the glory. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.